Hi, and welcome to the Unique Perspective Show, broadcast live on Hakol Radio, powered by the Montanivasar. Every person, and in particular, every Jew, is special and unique in his or her own way, contributing to society with their very own flavor. My name is Yehuda Blonder, your show host, and I was born with a rare medical condition called familial dysautonomia, also known as FD. Growing up and overcoming multitudes of medical challenges shaped the person I am today, as well as gave me a rather unique perspective on life. On this show, we will be sitting down with amazing people with unique perspectives in life who will give us a glimpse into their lives and what makes them who they are. Come along with me for the ride on the Unique Perspective Show on Hako Radio. Hey everyone and welcome to a special edition of the Unique Perspective Show. On today's show, the tables have turned and our host, Yehuda Blonder, sat down for an exclusive interview discussing his rather unique approach to his life's challenges. On this episode, Yehuda is interviewed by a close friend of his who draws out the hard, the serious, and yes, even the fun moments of his life. Due to broadcasting constraints, this will be broken into a three-part series, and this is part three, final part. Please join our anonymous host on this unique journey with the one and only Yehuda Blonder on the Unique Perspective Show. Welcome back to Yehuda Leib's interview. Today we're going to pick up with Yehuda Leib. Is this now? So what? What? What's your? What do you? First of all, what do you do today? Like, what, what's your? So, what's so, your today? so what do I do today? That's a great, excellent question. Um, so in the beginning of 2019, I rebranded my company from Yehuda Blonde Computer Repair to Venture Tech computer repair um and i i was still doing odds and end jobs on the side but um i was getting more and more relevant as the time went on um more, more relevant i mean i was getting calls more and more oh, oh you're becoming, you're becoming more okay substantial. Yeah, more substantial um but I was still working at Edison. I was doing it. I was doing venture tech on the side. At the end of after after working there, um, so it wasn't still a full time job or full time company. Um, but it was getting bigger and bigger. Baruch Hashem. I think you're Hashem. You're Hashem. Um, and then I decided to make it an official company and um, try to go out on my own completely. So in 2000, I want to say 21, it was that I kept my, no, sorry. It was 2022. I got a nice job offer in Borough Park to redo an entire medical office um, 
all their computers and servers and stuff like that. Thank you to my friend, Tully Weiss, who, who actually gave me this guy's number from the medical office at Bar Park. Um, so, yeah. So you realize that it's something you could do on your own and, and something maybe to do on you know, full time. Right. So, but I was still, it was very hard to go out full time. Because of your allegiance to um, Ari Weiss? It was because I, I still have a very, very amazing, amazing relationship with Arya Weiss and the Zakan family, but uh, it was still not big enough for me to go out on my own completely. Um, and then, so that was in the beginning of uh, like February, March of 2022. Um, and it was. It took me a while to do it, but Baruch Hashem, I was able to get everything working there, and they're very happy with what what I did there. So that gave you the confidence to. to that gave me the confidence to go to find more, whether it be small companies or big comp companies, to try to go out on my own full time. So, um, as a unique perspective, um, show listeners know. Venture Tech is a corporate sponsor of <laughs> Unique Perspective Show. So what do you do today? Like, how, how does that work? If I, let's say, you have a computer that's broken, I just call you up and you fix it? Like, what is it? What is, it? So, is, it, is it more of IT support? Is it more setup? Is it more computer building? What do you do? I do anything IT related, whether it be com building computers, fixing laptops, laptops, fixing desktops, setting up offices, um, running their IT department, whether it's a big office, small office, that's what Venture Tech does. Well, what, is, what, what, what is your, you know, you've been, you've been doing this for a little while. What was your, your biggest job? Like, uh, like so, you really had to, you know, fully focus on that one thing and make sure that it works. Uh, the podcast is a full thing. Well, yeah. But, uh, I hope they pay you enough. I'll give you half what I'm getting from this from this, <laughs> this interview. But um, no, no, no. I, I'm kidding with that. Um, but uh, in October of 2022, I was sitting in my house. It was Arab Circus, and someone posted on a dedicated business WhatsApp group that I'm on. I don't know how I got onto it. Don't ask me how. Well, you're Jewish, so I think that that's a prerequisite to being on many, many, many WhatsApp groups. So you don't know how you got on there. Yeah, but um, I got on it, and someone posted that he's looking for um, either a remote IT support company or in-house support company or IT person. So randomly, I decided to post Venture Tech's contact number um and i said call me if you have any issues so um so this guy called me the next day and we were schmoozing for literally five minutes and we hung up whatever and i still didn't think anything of it and about 
a week later, Chalmay took us at a, a, a small small uh, video call with the, the CFO and the CEO. Um, so this is a child care company. Um, is it a big one, a small one? To have like, well, how, how, what's so um, I still didn't really know at that point what it was. Um, all I did know was what the their former IT person was doing and the responsibilities of what he did. And this is figured it's something you can do. So I looked at the sheet. I said, wow, this is something I could do. Okay, fine. But they, they wanted me to meet. They wanted me to meet with them with their former IT person. So we scheduled a two-hour meeting. And by the way, I told my mother that I applied for a job. And um, thanks, Ma, for letting me do this. Um, but she was very skeptical because it, it it was a it's a big company, and she wasn't sure if I could handle it. Um, when you say big, what do you mean big? So I'm getting to it. So I scheduled a two hour meeting with their former IT person, and I still didn't know if I was if I was gonna get it or not. I told my parents I'm having a two hour meeting. And that um, I can't be bothered for two hours. So I sat down in my office and had a two-hour meeting. After the meeting ended, I go upstairs and my mother's like, wow, how do you know all of this? I said, what are you talking about? So she's like, I came down, I, I overheard some of the meeting, and I was just taken aback. How do you know all of this? I said, it's a really good question how I know all of this. Um, but yeah, I went, whatever. Anyway, I had another meeting with um, the CEO and the CFO. And... A couple of days later, I think it was. And I was like, they were like, give give us a proposal of what you of what it what it would entail and stuff like that. I was so not ready for that. Like, what am I supposed to do? Um it happens to be their corporate headquarters is located in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Oh, wow. It's really out of your way. So, it's, I don't drive. So, it's a very, very, it's six hours from Brooklyn to Pittsburgh. Even if you would drive, it's not something you can just easily like show up over there. Right. It's very hard. It's very far. Um, I still didn't know anything. Sent them a proposal. We went back and, back and forth. Anyway, this was Sukkis. The day after Sukkis, 
I went to Eric Israel for a week. And in Eric Israel, I was still going back and forth with them. Um, and then they asked me to come down to Pittsburgh. I'm like, okay, I just don't know when I will have time. Um, I'm coming back to New York, going straight to Lakewood. My niece is getting engaged. I don't know. And then I realized, what am I saying? How do I know? Why would I go if to Pittsburgh if I don't even know if I'm going to get the job, the contract? It's so, a huge slip. It's not just showing up. It's a slip because they wanted me to stay for a couple of days. So I'm like, so I emailed them back. I said, um, I'm just curious, like, how will I know if I get the job or not? Um, I'm not coming to Pittsburgh if I'm, if I'm not getting the job. Anyway, the CEO replied back to me, said, we stopped looking and we think you're the right person for the job. I was like, wow. I was like, okay. So I'll be, um, I'll look forward to meeting you um, in a week or so. Anyway, so again, how big is this company? What are we talking so about? This, this child care company has 34 locations besi bef besides corporate um, between Pittsburgh and Philadelphia. Philadelphia. Um, so it's, it's pretty big. Um, and, um, so I went to Pittsburgh for three days. I was supposed to meet with the CEO and the CFO there. However, um, they were in Philly, uh, for the week. So I only got to meet the former IT person. And you got an idea of what it was like. And, uh, <laughs> that was the, uh, that's the end. That's the end, or the so beginning, now, actually. That's the beginning of Venture Tech, really, because um, now I could proudly say I am full-time Venture Tech. And unique perspective. But you're talking about what pays the bills is, uh, is, yeah. is, is Venture Tech. So do you still have other, other clients besides this huge clients? Or do you still take other jobs? Yeah, I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking for other companies. I'm looking for other jobs. The medical office is also, um, you could say full-time slash part-time. It's just like, I have to go into the office. You do maintenance. I do maintenance for them. Um, we will be right back after words from our sponsor. Paraflight, luxurious and private, our network of jets and helicopters provide stress-free corporate flights for discerning business owners and executives. Experience the Paraflight difference as we fly you from anywhere to anywhere, anytime. Call 844-538-1911, Jet and Helicopter Charters, 24-6 Dispatch Center, Domestic and International, Urgent Flights, Concierge Service, Ground Transportation, Gourmet Kosher Catering, 
Paraflight, we focus on your flights, you focus on your business. Call Sim Shane and the Paraflight team toll free at 844-538-1911. Paraflight, 844-538-1911. Experience the Paraflight difference, 844-538-1911. And we are back on the Unique Perspective show. Okay, so... um we sort of discussed a lot of parts of your life. There's one part that I didn't really discuss much um, is we actually, we discussed it a little bit. We didn't discuss it much. So you mentioned two people in your life that unfortunately passed. Uh, we had Shlomo Zakheim and you had um, uh, Benish Mandel, uh, people that, uh, you know, had major influence on you. Um, but um, being in, in a place like Camp Simple Special, I'm sure you've, uh, you were around people that, unfortunately have maybe even more difficult lives than you have and, and dealt with different kinds of challenges. And some of them may not be, um, you know, around. Um, so, so it's a good question. I mean, it's unfortunately, um, I know I knew a lot of uh, campers from actually Kemsimcha regular. My close, close friend, his name was Moshe Davin Mermelstein. Um, he was an older, older than me. He, he actually had Yenemachla. And he was my first um, friend of mine that unfortunately passed away um, when I was, I don't know how old I was, maybe 10, 11, 9, wow. 10, 11. Wow, so you had to experience um, loss in a very in a very so I, I, I it happens to me it was Ervim Kipper. I still remember it. Ervim Kipper. Um my brother was his counselor in camp and it was two thousand five. So I think it was ten, because it was two thousand five. And my brother was his counselor. And my brother ended up going to the hospital to be at his side when he was Nifter, but it was Erim Kipper. Um, I come home after Mincha, and my mother and father tell me the bad news that he was Nifter, and I remember that I collapsed on my couch. Um, Because that was my first <clears throat> friend of mine that unfortunately passed away. Wow. And you were only 10. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Um, did you learn? I mean, did you speak to someone afterwards to sort of help you go through the, the trauma of it? Or the? Or did you speak to you? I'm sure your parents were helpful. My okay. parents, my parents were there. I didn't speak to anyone then because um, I didn't really. I understood that he was Nifter, but I didn't really like. I didn't have like. It, I just collapsed. Not collapsed. I don't want to say collapsed. It's a bad word. I fell on on the couch after hearing the news. Did, was he sick before? So he was sick. 
He, I mean, obviously, he was sick to a certain extent, but he was, he, was, he, was, he, was, he was very sick. He was very sick, of course. It wasn't a huge shock. It was just the concept of it. Right. And as you grew older, did you, I mean, it's, it's, it's something you never get, really get used to, is it? It's something that it's, it's, always, it's always there. And Shlomo was an older person, not a friend necessarily, even though he's friendly. He wasn't, like, he was, he right. wasn't, your, he wasn't your, um, your age. Right. So they weren't my age, but um, I, I did have, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say numb. Numb is not a good word to use, but it is a good word because I, I, over the years, I did have friends that were my sort of my age that unfortunately passed away, whether it was from cancer or um, FD even. Mm-hmm. Kids with FD passed away. So... Is any is anyone is anyone in particular that, that that hit you hard or harder than others? Anyone you're very close to that you? Uh... Yeah. So, in 2019, my close close friend. Um, he was sick for many years, but his name was Yochi Ruby Zetzal. Yochi, um, Yochi and I were extremely extremely close and uh this is a couple months before corona that happened in june of 2019 right after shvu was he he was in he was very sick at that point but he really needed a double lung transplant but he was such a small he was a short kid in a in a but he was an adult so it was very hard to find lungs for him, um, he had something called interstitial lung uh, disease, and <clears throat> at that point, he was twenty four seven on oxygen, couldn't breathe on his own, couldn't do anything on his own, and so he he was in the hospital. I went to visit him a couple times, and actually. The day of his patira, so at that point, no one was allowed into the hospital room. But I really wanted to go to the hospital, be there with him. Um, I was about to call an Uber to take me to the hospital and so I can be there. But I couldn't pull the trigger and just call an Uber and take me. But um when he when I got the news that he was nifter, I was actually by a friend across the street from me, and I got the news and I ran across the street back to my house and ran upstairs and within five seconds the hev- the rains came down from from heaven, meaning it started pouring and I was very, very, um, extremely, extremely hurt from, from the news that he was nifter. Who helped you go through it? Who helped you get through it? So my parents were there. Um, Do you have a rough or someone to speak with to help you through it? So I didn't, I had a rough back then, but not someone I could speak to. Um, my friend Banish Mandela's wife called me up. Said I'm on my way to your house 
to um to comfort you. Everyone called me because they all knew. All my friends called me because they knew how close I was, and um, I just couldn't stand the knowing that he was Nifter, and a lot of my life, a lot of people in my life were Nifter, but he, Banish, and Shlomo were three people that I was extremely close to. That unfortunately, I, I mean, fortunately and unfortunately, I'm around today and they're not. And it, it, it made me very, very upset. Like, um, how could Hashem take those three incredible individuals and leave me here? I just couldn't understand it. So, uh, my friend Simchashen also helped me through it. I went to Israel that summer for a week. So that gave me a little bit of a, of a boost. But I, I still can't fathom, fathom it knowing that three, especially Yoki, but three close individuals of mine were taken from me. Whether they're old or young, they were, they were young at heart. And they, they showed me the way how to live. And um, it just, yeah, it, it hurts me a lot. But you gotta, you, you can't just stay in the in the so, path. So, so what, what makes you tick? What 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 makes you tick today? What makes you like look forward to the next day? Um, life in general, working, um, just being there, uh, having other friends also helps me from day to day, minute to minute, second to second, family, um, my, my entire extended family, whether it be cousins, whether it's the Zakheim family, whether it's the Mendel family. We're, I'm very close to the Zakheims. I'm extremely close to the Mendels. Um, they, they, they are true inspiration, inspirational people for me to look up look up to and well it's amazing that years later you're still close to them which means that there was a very strong connection to begin with yeah um Arya Weiss recently just made a shirah with his oldest girl oldest kid and so I I was totally like flabbergasted his wife texted me a picture of for the Lachaim. And I was taken aback because I knew she was whatever, but I didn't know that she was actually dating or whatever. So, but she, for, for her to take out, to take time out and send me in a personal invitation um, to Lachaim, that's extremely special. And I am forever grateful to them. Right. Um, 
So sort of wrapping this up, you sort of moved from being a, I don't want to say you were being a victim, but you were definitely being someone who was being taken advantage of to a certain extent, growing up a little bit, to someone who was reliant on others to a large extent, to someone who's almost, I guess, almost self-sufficient. Yeah. And, and I really, and I really, first of all, I attribute it to my family, my, my personal family, my immediate family, to all my siblings. I'm not going to name them because it's too many. Too many. Um, and, um, but you know who you are. Um, and I am extremely thankful to them. I'm extremely thankful to my parents who helped guide me and do everything. Uh, um, actually, give they give me the confidence of for who I am today. I'm forever grateful. I'm forever grateful to um, Bashi Mandel, Feggy Zakheim, their their kids, their they're the kids' kids who, who, like, who I'm very close to. And it, it just goes to show you what Banish and Shlomo are, do up, are doing up there with their family. And yeah, well, it's very famous. They say Yaakov, Yaakov Avinu didn't yeah. never died, right? The Yaakov Avinu's legacy lives on. Right. The legacy of Shlomo and Danish. Um, yeah, and I'll tell you one quick story. Um, when Banish was Nifter, so it was fourth, it was fourth, fourth, fourth day Hanukkah, whatever. It was third night at Hanukkah, but you, I think you light four, four candles, right? Whatever it is, the fourth day. Okay, so whatever it was. Okay, so he was he, okay. he was nifter um, early morning on the fourth day of Hanukkah. That for sure I remember. When I got the text that he was nifter, I ran downstairs and I said to my mother, "Ma, if they're taking Derek to Israel, I'm on the flight with him." That's how close I was. But Baruch Hashem, they didn't take him to Israel. They took him to New Jersey. Anyway, so I went to the um, cemetery and I was burying him, putting some uh, dirt on him after they put him in. So you shovel dirt. And I almost fell in with him. Um, and you got dizzy and uh, what happened? I don't know. I, I I know there's some sort of video out there of me putting dirt on him. I was sitting. I was standing right at at the edge of the hole. Anyway, coming back, I started. Go. I went into crisis, and it was extremely a bad bad crisis I come home and I'm still in crisis and that night my parents actually had to call Hatzalah 
because I stopped breathing from all the crisis, all the meds that I was taking. And the first Hatzalah guy that came into my house, he looked at my mother and he said, this has to do with being Shmadal. Wow. And my mother looked at him. He's like, yeah, you're right. It has to do with Benish Mandel. Baruch Hashem, they didn't take me to the hospital. But I was, um, I I needed Hatzalah that night. And it just, it was pretty crazy. It was a long day. I got sick in the car coming home. And yeah, Baruch Hashem. All right, so let's, uh, let's try finishing on a positive note. Yeah. So, um, if you could like sort of give a message to your listeners, a takeaway, uh, something that you would um, give them advice to for people that are struggling, especially if something's medical, something where people, you have some kind of loss around you, someone who's, if someone's going through some kind of issue, what kind of message would you give them? The takeaway message. Be yourself. Enjoy every moment. Live minute to minute. And... Enjoy your life while you're here and do everything that you that you want to do and that you're able to do and just keep up the great work and you'll 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 see you'll see help. You'll see Hashem's help, whether it be today, whether it be tomorrow. Tomorrow you'll see you'll see it and you just have to say thank you, Hashem. For that you're here today. Thank you, Hashem. I'm here tomorrow. You have to have that mindset of saying thank you, Hashem, and and life will be great. Um. Yeah, there is loss in everyone's life. Just take it, however you want to take it, and just grow grow from the person that your friends with that you that you lost and and everything will work out the way you want it we will be right back after words from our sponsor a marshal a story aloha drush divrei torah quotes and sayings galore no matter what type you are there is something in torah tavlin for everyone Torah Tavlin is a compendium of stories and sayings, wit and wisdom from our Torah leaders and greatest G'daylim throughout the generations. Torah Tavlin is read by over 50,000 people weekly and has a collection of over 10 svarim in print. Sign up today to receive the Torah Tavlin weekly newsletter by sending an email to subscribe at TorahTavlin.org or by filling out the form by visiting our website at www.TorahTavlin.org. Torah Tavlin is a 501c3 nonprofit organization. So all donations are tax deductible. To donate or for sponsorships and dedications, please visit us on the web or send an email to donate at torahtalvin.org. And we are back on the Unique Perspective show. So here's my uh, closing statement. Um, first of all, thank you all for joining us uh, on this little journey, learning a little, about, a little bit about Yudelay, about his uh, unique perspective of life. On a, on a more personal note, um, many people don't know what Yudelab does with his spare time. So you may know him as your ever-friendly podcast host. You may know him from uh, VentureTech. You may know him from uh, one of the uh, companies he's worked for. But um, 
many know him as you believe as the Belchesed he is. Um, he's very humble. He doesn't like talking about it, but he really is a a, a person that does his best to help others. Um, others more fortunate than him. He helps people that should be helping him actually sometimes, and uh, does it quietly. Does it without fanfare, and really, really, really tries to make the lives of others as cheerful as possible. There's a reason why, thank you, Hashem, for example, has him as one of their faces, one of their, I guess, celebrity endorsements, uh, because Yudalev uh, is, is a happy person. Yudalev is someone who's fun to be around. And these are qualities that is almost impossible uh, with someone who has his background, but yet this is him because this is who he is. That message you heard earlier about living your life to the fullest is something that Yudalev actually lives uh, is actually something something you live actually does something he lives by and lives for. So thank you very much. And we hope I forgot to, to mention one thing. Yeah. I forgot to mention one thing. I, I there's another organization called Bike for Chai, part of part of Kemsim Club, part of Chai Lifeline. It's a now it's a day and a half event, but um, back in 2000, I don't know if it was eight, 17 or 18. Um, I want. I, I started biking when I was. I, I taught myself how to bike when I was five years old, and um, that was um, one of the biggest things that I that my parents at that point were. They were unadmit. They were. How do I say? They were shocked. We, we discussed this in the in the previous part, right? That that was like something that was amazing that you were able to do it. No one thought it was possible, right? So I started biking and biking more and more and I was pushed and told by many friends of mine Nassan Gold, JJ Isaac a whole bunch of friends of mine you gotta do bike for Chai I didn't want to do it because it's a massive bike ride and I didn't want to do it but I was pushed and I did it and this year well be my last year doing bike for Chai. Um, I'll still bike in the future, but um, it's time to hang up my jerseys hmm. and retire your number and um, go on to doing my regular thing. Um, and but I'll, I'll miss you guys. And whenever this airs, either I, I retired or I will be retiring. Um, just enjoy every moment of Bike for Chai. It's the best event out there. It's truly an amazing event that f brings friends from far and near to one place, and that's the happiest place on earth, and that's Camp Shemcha Special. And yeah, it's the biggest bike ride, biggest bike ride of the year for everyone, and everyone loves it. And yeah, can't can't end on a better note than finishing at the happiest place on earth. Okay, and if uh, I guess if he really wants to plug his um, donation page, no, he's not gonna do it. Okay, no. <laughs> okay, thank you all for listening, and um, keep chugging. Okay, bye bye. You have just listened to the latest episode of the Unique Perspective Show, broadcasted live on Hako Radio, powered by the Munson Mavasser. 
The Unique Perspective Show is hosted by Yehuda Blonder, who can be contacted through Hako Radio by sending an email to info at hakoradio.com. This show and many others can be found in the Hako Radio archive system on our website and mobile apps, and can also be found on all major podcasting services.